What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. (laughs) He's youngin' up in here. (laughs) We gotta get that demographic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, shit, I'll just go ahead and bring us in. Start off with some, this Japanese beat maker. This is our guy, uh, Pigeon Dust. You guys should go back and check out his episode, episode number 108. I think that's the last time Late was in the studio, too. Wow. And um, if you focus your ears more precisely on the sound of my voice, you will officially be tuned into the Mega Late Show, Tokyo Hip Hop and Creative Culture, all types of incredible art and theory. We're out here fashioning new magnets, bringing in people every week, Tuesdays and Fridays. So pay attention and learn the vibes, understand the vibes. Today, I should I should say, is a Sunday. It's a little bit different than the normal day we record on, but... I am God Mega, peace, and I've got a returning guest who's been on the podcast more than most people, um, Aphrodite, how you doing today? I am good, I'm good, really happy to be here, uh, happy to see everybody, especially post-COVID, well, in right. COVID and post-COVID, all together, right. I don't know where we are at the yeah. moment. <laughs> I don't know, if like, if, if COVID is a movie, I feel like we're still in like the first act, maybe the second act. Are there five acts in the movie Brooklyn Terry? Uh, look, man, if COVID is a movie, I just want to say that this is the shittiest movie. Ever. <laughs> it's like Sharknado. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, for real. It's quite trying to assist it. We could be in the first five minutes of the movie, and the movie could only be an hour long, right. but it's such a shitty movie that the movie feels like it's forever. Right. That's it's one perfect. of those things. It also feels like the final season of America in a way. <laughs> exactly. It's like reaching that point. It's like, oh, man, the tipping blocks are here. When is the uh, radical revolution going <laughs> to pop off? Right. I feel like the only shit that could really, be, like, we've had the plague, the pandemic, so this is like the zombie apocalypse. We need to wait for the robot uprising or the alien invasion. What do you mean? It's coming. The robot uprising yeah, is happening them. already. Right, they got Chucky. I'm know? just waiting for the first robot murder. Like the robot actually murders somebody. And that's when. Like Chucky. I'm say, <laughs> <laughs> Chucky. That's Chucky, a perfect example. So Chucky don't is make not that a shit. robot. No, so, yes, a, he is. Chucky Chucky. is a, he's a demonic doll. Right. No, 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 no. You guys haven't seen Child's Play 2020 oh, on Netflix. Come on. There's and that's the show shitty movie i was talking about <laughs> that's what it is it's oh like, my god it's like why ain't nobody just kill it when it first tried to kill the cat why is it still alive like unplug that shit like he killed a cat Shalise, you just gave mad spoilers for a movie that all of the listening base is going to want to be tuning into so i apologize to that listeners if you guys are really Excited to to check out the new Child's Play movie. My bad. Word, word. <laughs> nobody. I mean, word. those are those are words nobody's ever said. I'm really excited to check out the new Child's Play. Words <laughs> never. <laughs> no, nobody that I know would ever say that. But I was up. quite happy to watch it. You stole it. No, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. <gasps> it's not on my Netflix. I'll check. I know. I got right, a right. different algorithm. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Right. My shit is a little bit different. But um, yeah, man, that you just heard the voice of um, Brooklyn Terry, who has been on the podcast a few times. We interviewed him once about three years ago, I want to say. Yeah, at your uh, crib. At your crib, we came out. We came out to the studio, and um, at that point, I hadn't really forged a relationship with you. I had known you a little bit more casually. I wasn't aware of kind of the 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 deep impact that you've had within the uh, hip hop community and the dance community, especially out here, you and your crew elite force but over the years as our friendship has grown and and you've even connected us with with like marley mall uh he was on here you're, you're the the big reason that that happened and 
also have supported the Mega Late Show since we first started. So I want to thank you for being here, and I also oh, want to give you some flowers just for doing so much for the community. I think people should really look at you, especially people out here, should really look at you and see you as an example of, of what can be accomplished. Man, you gonna make me drop tears in my beer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't I really don't give like the shout outs in the beginning anymore. Before I used to give like a whole long like this he did this. Like yo Brooklyn Terry was in the background of the Mo Money Mo Problems oh, video. <laughs> yo, he couldn't make it to the the, the Remember the Time video because he had school. Like yeah like I, I used to do stuff like that but but more I, I think um I, I've just kind of been letting people say who they are so would you would you also give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are um hello everybody um my name is terry aka brooklyn terry because i'm from brooklyn i guess that makes a little bit of sense um wow what do i do i'm a dancer uh a dj an event organizer uh cultural ambassador i guess you can say that like it's it's strange because those are the things i feel like you shouldn't say about yourself you have to leave that space to for others to interpret you know um but yeah i do what i do in the name of my culture period uh whether it be dance or dj or create events i do it in the name of my culture and i do it in a way that i feel that it's pure and hopefully attracts like-minded folks or like-souled folks and that's really the breakdown of what i can say about myself until i started talking about resume shit right right. i don't like to talk about right well um i I mean i brought you in here also with naomi kawahara for not so much specifically to talk about like what you do in terms of your personal lives, because both of you are involved in a few different things. Naomi, you also have uh, Fab Five Tokyo, yeah. which is like a creative consultancy type of agency, yeah, I right, imagine. Yeah. Right, I, I'm not too familiar with it, but could you also tell me who you are and what you do? Okay, I, what's up, yo? <laughs> what up? <laughs> I'm Naomi uh, from Japan for Black Lives in Fab Five Tokyo. Um, I'm doing uh, creative stuff such as web design and web marketing, social media strategy and such as, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're really dope too. I've known you for quite a while, uh, maybe like two years. I, w- I want to say the first time I met you was when Marley Mall was yeah, here yeah, oh, in my house. Yeah, I forgot to uh, yeah. introduce about, uh, I'm a member of Speakeasy speak Easy Tokyo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! I, I didn't, yeah, even, you didn't even mention From that. Speakeasy TYO, yo. Yeah. Yes. No, but um, the reason I wanted to have you both in here today is because this new endeavor that you guys started in light of the kind of recent global awareness uh, that happened after uh, the murder of George Floyd, and particularly you no. wanted. Yeah. Exactly. Wait. <laughs> Word. Uh, there goes a, uh, a, a token dropout, but I want—I I definitely want to get you guys in here to talk about uh, Japan for Black Lives, which is a new uh, endeavor for both of you, and you guys are the sole founders of this organization. Could you tell me about it? Um, well, I would say that Naomi is the founder of Japan for Black Lives. Um, Thank you. Um my my role in it is i'm more of a consultant being the only black member and i also have to say being the only male member oh work yeah because japan for black lives 
yeah, let's not let's keep it real let's keep it absolute 100 it's all japanese women mm. or biracial japanese women as well as japanese women who care and who want to be allies i haven't seen a lot of allyship from the male side of japan mm. and I, that's real talk Word. and uh if you feel like you want to be an ally and you are a dude step up mm. plain and simple mm. um the way that i i guess my part got involved is <coughs> right after the uh the murder of george floyd i created this panel discussion called break the silence break the violence actually i cr- i made a post and now me uh, translated the post mm. and that post caught fire from that post I created the the panel discussion and from the panel discussion I guess to keep it rolling and Naomi cares so much about the situation that she started Japan for Black Lives and then I let her take it from there yeah uh, so uh can I have you get out more on the mic a little bit, though? Okay. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> get on the mic. Oh, I I, mean, I should have mentioned that earlier, but like if I if I point at the mic, it means kind of recenter yeah. yourself to it. So thank you. Okay. Can I introduce about Japan for Black Lives? Please do your sure. thing. Okay. Uh, so Japan for Black Lives is a community for uh, about racism and race racial discrimination, especially of Black people through the history of the United States. I mean the history of the slave mm-hmm. um slavery and through what's happening there right now and or of course through to be aware of what we japanese people actually do when we see black people unconsciously here mm. in japan so um <coughs> So uh, I realized that Japanese people really don't know about the things. And when, even if Japanese people want to know, want to learn about more, but there's a few resources uh, in Japanese languages. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and there's a few, there, there's some Japanese resources, but it's, sometimes it's biased or one-sided right so i thought we needed we need to uh pick the right resources and and translate into japanese Mm. and introduce those things to the japanese people to Mm. make them get educated right yeah that's how i that's 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 why i started this Mm. i I often feel like This is not a diss to Black Lives Matter Tokyo or Osaka, but I often feel like with the Black Lives Matter movements here that we end up preaching to the choir. Right. Uh, We end up talking to people who already know the situation and know the ills of uh, the American traumas. And I feel like uh, what's happening with Japan for Black Lives is actually speaking to people who don't know, which are usually the people you want to speak to, those who may oppose or those who just are ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the folks that I would rather speak to. You know, I can, me and you, we can talk and yeah. have this conversation for years right. and absolutely agree, but that moves nothing mm-hmm. mm. because we already agree. We need to speak to people who don't know and who may not agree to try to enlighten if we can 
you know and i feel like so that's what that's kind of the does. philosophy behind the it's a non-profit organization right it's non-profit organization but if you say uh npo it's kind of you you have to make it as official so we okay. are in the process of it i ah, got you yeah. there's legal work for that right yeah yeah well i think it's super important um to uh, we were talking just a second ago about, about like preaching to the choir and these are also like hr politics we're not really making any actionable movement towards changing things in japan mm -hmm. other than the slight perception of people who should already be aware yeah. of some of the ills like the, the folks listening to hip-hop music out here are going to have more interaction and ideas about Japanese or uh, black folks than the ones that have no idea. But that's like a two-front a two fight that we have to do because there's ignorance on both sides. And mm. a lot of it is, is not like xenophobia or a conscious uh, unexamination of these things. It's mm -hmm. A lot of it is just straight-up like ignorance. They just didn't really know. Absolutely. It is, they are just adapting the culture because how they feel about things but it's been so decontextualized even in the united states that we p young people don't yeah. know where hip-hop yeah. comes from in the united states it's so. it's um so with the break the silence break the violence uh panel discussion my target audience are people that are involved with african-american cultural arts the rappers the singers, the beat makers, the dancers. DJs, the dancers. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, I used to say DJs that play black music, but when's the last time you went to a club and heard classical music? So I now I just say the DJs because <laughs> you ain't playing nothing else, to be right. honest, but black music. So my my uh, focus was directly to those people because I personally feel like talking to Takeshi, the salary man that gets up every single morning at 5 a.m. to hop on the train to go to his job, to sit mm -hmm. in his cubicle for the next 8, 10 hours, get back on the train, go home, to convince him that he should care is just really not worth my time in particular. Now, that yeah. may say I sound harsh, but, you know, that's just a, well, he that's has, a whole other fight. He has no vested interest in, exactly. in any other culture than his own at exactly. that time, right? I mean, not even oftentimes yeah. his own, right? If, you, if we're being honest. No doubt. So um, so I, I kept it focused toward those folks that's doing my thing. And from that first panel, What's I was... What's the first panel? Have you done more than one? We have done... Twice. Twice I think now, I've seen and one. And we're going to do our third one soon come so we well, it's cancel. actually postponed but yeah, yeah okay. we're gonna we had to make it postpone happen. it so okay. yeah so the three things are two things rather that i was uh really surprised about after that first panel is one uh, okay three one how many people really 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 from the bottom of, the, of their heart want to say nigga oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> You are yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Yo, from the bottom of your heart, you really want to say you have zero other words in the English language that you even know, but that one word is just so important to you. Yeah, that's that's the one. The next thing is how many people that I've literally, literally been standing next to for the past 25 years dancing and DJing and all of this stuff have no actual idea about who i am or who we are mm. as a mm. people 
they play our music, do our dances, uh, but they see it as a product. Yeah. They so don't see it as a story. Yeah. Or no story as a living, it. breathing organism that, you exactly. know. They don't see it as a cultural. Exactly. Yeah. And that's because it's marketed by capitalism in the United States as a product, and right. that's all they receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, damn, I forgot number three. That must be this. Thing. All right, so yeah. we got we got <laughs> non niggas want to say nigga yeah. all the time. Uh, non niggas like, want to say nigga. You know they say it in the cars. Oh, and then man. we we've got the fact that they don't understand. Like people next to you don't understand. I don't don't get it at all. Yeah. And then the third one went like like a. Okay. I just it'll it'll pop up and I just blurt it out. Well, I find that a bit fascinating too, um, because for me, you know, hip hop culture is indivisible from like the politics of poor black. Uh, oppressed people and all of my personal ethics are in line with this thinking yeah. and hip-hop has become in and I, i'm like a broken fucking record when i talk about the telecommunications act and hip-hop culture being turned into commodity and and blackness being turned into commodity I, I i'm such a broken record about it but all of my ethics are kind of you know anti-capitalist and it all stems from philosophy that i picked up through hip-hop interactions originality yeah. not stealing uplifting the community um you know being fiercely against yourself being exploited like these are our hip-hop things of hip-hop culture and people mm -hmm. like to do the windmills but they don't understand what the reason why the windmills the power behind it right you know, they and, don't get the win they don't understand that community forging even yeah and and there's things that japanese folks do well in terms of coming together and creating the art and and new formations of it and, and and pushing it to the youth they've got dance classes but there's there's a connection that has been severed i see that that is just not there um, i i don't want to i don't want to go off too much on a tangent about the idea that they're fucking it up some ways yeah, but okay. but you know what i mean it, what, what i'm trying to say is that like there is a genuine love for the culture yep. but there's also a decontextualized a understanding love for it. the product Right, not a genuine not love for the culture. The number, the third thing, the third thing, told you. Boom. The third thing is how people want a conclusion to the story. So whenever we do these panels, people are like, so what is it that we can do to fix the problem? Like they want that mm. quick fix. Can we send money to so and so? Right. That's the most frustrating thing. Because it's, it's like this isn't a short fix kind of yeah. thing. This is 20, 30 years of oh, generations. We took yeah. a whole hundred years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, years yeah. I mean, generational if, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like that. That's my and you know, because they can't. I feel that because they can't get that you know happily ever after uh, feeling. They uh, they, it's easy for them to just say, oh, throw their hands up and walk away from the right. situation. Mm. But I they, mean, mad they do don't that, yeah. walk away from the product. Mm. They just walk away from the pain and the reason that the product exists. If that makes sense, yeah, I get the vibes. Sense. I, I, I find it, you know, like I've got a lot of complaints about modern what is considered hip hop culture in the first place. Like, uh, regardless if it's coming from Japanese folks or folks back in the states, and just 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 a whole variety of things. When it comes to Japanese culture, uh, like it, it surprises me so much because the costumes that they put on of black 
culture are yeah. not con- just the contemporary ones. It's not the hip shit. It's like cats are really going back and dressing like West Coast gangster rappers. Mm-hmm. And they see it more as like, it, it's almost like a genre of like a fashion catalog or a genre of expression that they can pick and yeah. choose and put on. It's the product. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that. It's the JC, JC Penny. Right. Damn, I'm old. <laughs> is that J.C. Penny still around? I forgot no, about J.C. Penny's. No, My mom used not. to make me go there Shut all the did time. Did you just I mean, reference your mama? <laughs> yeah. No, we J. used to go to J.C. Penny's. Yeah, I used to go to J.C. Penny's. <laughs> you too, did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I got mad close to J.C. Penny's. Even so on the West Coast. They it's had like, like that. The suggestion, like J.C. Penny says you should wear this or Macy's has that mannequin dressed exactly like it wants you to dress and that's what they have for hip-hop you know this is the west coast gangster rapper now consider let's consider that a lot of that stuff is just blue collar uh working people's clothes what you could afford you know they don't say that this is west coast gangster rap this is uh east coast 80s hip-hop fashion now let's consider that these lee jeans cost about four five dollars and your moms could afford to buy them but you had to hustle to get those sneakers that t-shirt is from anywhere you ironed out a uh a ribbon to make the fat laces for your sneakers so everything you have on costs about ten dollars yeah total well, besides those sneakers, you but that's a, that's a unique ability of of black culture to take scraps and make delicacy or yeah. make scraps and create art. So, so right, exactly. I, I'm curious, and, and maybe you can give me some insight into this, um, Naomi. Yeah. What is it like? What do you think generally is our ja- Japanese people's perception of racism? Do do they? How do you think they view racism? Do they believe it is only a thing that happens in the United States, or do they think that Japanese people also actively participate in this? Um, w- so, for example, w- w- when we did March, uh, I got I got the message from Japanese Japanese people. They said, like, if you do March, um, just do it in the states, not in Japan, something like that. Because there is no racism towards black people in Japan, mm. and and I don't I don't see the any any I don't see any Cor- like correlation or yeah yeah, yeah. How, why it's yeah so and you should yeah. you should worry about more worry about Corona. Oh, <laughs> then, then actually, I mean, yeah. in that case, like. I think it's important to say, like, yeah, the corona situation versus a large group organizing is something yeah. to be aware of. But the idea that that other cultures don't experience, like, racism or xenophobia out here is just strange to me. Mm. you got to realize, uh, is Japan so insular and homogenous that they don't believe that they're insular and homogenous? Like, you know what I mean? Has nobody told them that they're well, insular and homogenous? It's the Matrix, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but when you're inside of it, when you're in it, you don't know you're in it. You know, just means <coughs> of one kind, yeah. one culture. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really difficult to it's really difficult to make Japanese people to be aware of th- uh, the existence of the races towards black people in Japan. E- 
and they don't want, of course, for everybody, but Japanese people don't want to be pointed at you racist. <laughs> kind sure. of. Yeah. So um, when when I started Japan for Black Lives social media, I got a lot of messages that uh, why you do this in Japan? And yeah, you should worry about more like the racial issues about Japan, between Japan and Korea and mm. something like that. Well, it's in it's equal. Like I, f- I feel like that's probably their only window where they can witness how the treatment of black people is in other places. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they don't they don't have an understanding. They don't have enough understanding of black culture. Simply, it's a numbers game to me. There's not a whole lot of us out here to begin with. Sure. Yeah. So it's like there's less interactions. Yeah. And so as a result, they don't really get to know us. And not all of us speak Japanese. Like very few of us speak like very fluent Japanese. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So that in itself creates a separation that's kind of unavoidable unless one of us chooses to bend or try to try a little yeah, harder. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's what is makes it difficult for them to understand. Mm, true. Is it also, I'm, Holy. I'm, I'm curious, like, I don't see many people that are young, active in political discussion here in Japan. And yeah. when I talk to, like, the young homies or whoever about, you know, like, what is this political party about, really? Like, what is the Japanese Communist Party about? Most of them have a very poor general idea of the way it works. And this is true in the United States, too. But in the United States, people think that they know about politics and people think politically, even mm-hmm. if it's on the wrong wavelength. Out here, I feel like a lot of Japanese people actively don't participate in the political process mm-hmm. or any politics in general. So to try to give them an idea of how to make changes in society it, like most of them don't give a shit because they're just fine doing what they're fucking doing right Comfortable. just yeah. floating in the sea like it, an amoeba right yeah. <laughs> i mean it's just like as long as they can make some money doing a job like what is the real issue like nothing has really confronted them about their position in society where they'd have to actively make these type of distinctions and when you point at a a japanese person you say wait a second doc you're not just supposed to be saying nigga like that. That's the first time they're like, oh, there's a whole political idea behind this. I had no idea that there this was something that was philosophical and political. I thought it was just the same as me buying Starbucks or it, something. It's funny because with that particular word, good Lord, what a Google search does, right? You know what I mean? It, that's, right. that's, it just, it takes enough care let's say if you're mc from where i'm from mcs a really good mc will pick up a thesaurus right a really good mc will pick up a thesaurus so he or she can have can you know broaden their vocabulary i don't know if mcs here do that and i'm pretty sure there's the equivalent of a thesaurus in japanese sure I'm sure if you picked up a thesaurus or a dictionary and you looked up the word nigga, they'd be like, nah, don't use that. Like, <laughs> But you know what? <laughs> really quite simple. No. So uh, like Terry, to, to, to pin it down though, and Shalise, to pin it down, we've had this conversation a lot. Like 
black folks have this conversation a lot. There is a strong group of black folks that say, hey, nobody but straight, hyper-visible black people should say that word. There's another group that say, hey, I'm Ja Rule. All my fans could rap this at rap concerts. And then there's another group that just absolutely doesn't care. Like, Late and I have had this conversation on the podcast, and Late doesn't really trip on people using it in a non-malicious way. For me, I don't really want to see anybody that's not black using it. So what I'm trying to say is, like, even that idea is, like, blackness is not a monolith that we can really just say that it's one person, and I don't and I don't f- feel the need to bring uh, what their name is or anything. This person is, is, she can speak English. She's been a part of this rap community and all these things. And she apparently has permission from a person in her life that said, that is a black person that said, apparently it's fine for you to do that. Yeah. So where, I but mean, see, it's a, confusing, isn't it? It's very, very confusing. But where the confusion absolutely comes to a halt is who can and who cannot weaponize the word right yeah because i was gonna say like for me if like if i've got like a chinese friend or a japanese friend that drops it randomly like he's like man I get da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, like like without that, harm and this it was, yeah. is is out of like i understand where they're trying to come from in in that sense because I drop it randomly, and I'm indiscriminate. Wait, is yeah. that the right word? Indiscriminate towards uh, who I say it to. I'm yeah, like, right. man, this nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm right, just, right. I say it to everybody. <laughs> like, I call everybody. I this mean, shit. but you yeah. can't weaponize it. But yeah, exactly. So that so. that's the difference. If me and sorry, Naomi. If me and Naomi have this conversation, and like I let's say give her permission right. to use the word, and we're cool, right? And this this actually is the explanation that my man Sabella Grimes gave during the first or was the the, the second panel discussion. Um, We're cool. So she could say it to me all the time. I've given her the pass, Mm -hmm. you know, those, those were air quotes for people without video. Mm. (laughs) I'd given her the pass. Right. So then one day she gets mad at me or something that, my people or culture have done and she's no longer in that oh my god i love this culture i love you so much right type of uh headspace she can then in turn say it in a way that it is a weapon y'all are just niggas anyway right like it goes from my nigga to y'all are just niggas Mm -hmm. so once you start to give the pass is where it becomes the problem because you're giving a pass to people who can in turn turn that word into a weapon right and that's where the problem comes in we don't have three of us in this room don't have that option right to turn that word into a weapon yeah yeah only one person does no offense. We're, we're just using you as the non-black yeah, example. Yeah. We could also <laughs> point to this white this white woman covered in graffiti on the wall. Back <laughs> she could turn that into, into a weapon. A, into right. a weapon. And, 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 and a weapon that comes in. And a weapon that could cause massive harm. Like yeah. police yeah. kill black people for, for yeah. it being weaponized. I, so. I tell people all the time that you, like for a long time and even now, a, a lot of times that could that, that was the last word that black people heard right 
before their demise. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and like we may be the only group of people or, or a very select out of a select amount of people on this planet that has this one particular word that may be the last word we hear collectively before our demise. Right. Yeah. So with that known, why would you want to say it mm. is the question. So would you say that you're on the side of nobody that oh, is? Oh, hell yeah. no. You don't get no passes. You know, being only half black myself, and I've seen it, uh, real talk, I've seen my mom weaponize it. Mm-hmm. And it's only once, and me and my stepdad looked at each other like, and my stepdad, <laughs> you know, maybe this is not the right show. I doubt that they listen to podcasts, but my stepdad has literally called my mom, my mom racist. My mom is a Filipino immigrant, you know, first person in her family to make it to the States. But in a heated argument, she weaponized the word. And we were both like, yo, you mom, did that. you just say that? She's like, mom is fucking racist. But, you know, like, but that's, that's the difference though, right? Like she's, and people do that. They, out of anger, they weaponize the word, and that's why it's so volatile. But it's also, like, one of the coolest things that black people do for people. Like, they think that it is a cool thing because yeah. it's embedded in so much of things that have been turned into yeah. commodity. Yeah. It, it sounds, it's, it's yeah. dope. It's down doper on the yeah. songs. Like, right. we, we really can freak anything. And so, like, yeah, you don't want to rap a Kendrick Lamar track and then just not say the N-word. You yeah. want to get it off. But in so many ways, I'm sorry this is going to be, this is harsh, but nigga is the greatest product to ever come out of America. And I'm not just talking about the word. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, so. I, you'll find no arguments here. <laughs> <laughs> we have no rebuttals. All we have is that we have stamps of approval for that. Shit, you know? Everything that's beautiful in art and culture comes from that. So, I mean, yeah. A variety of places, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A variety of places. Do you see how they've been trying to steal cool from uh, transgender black women Ooh. for generations? Yo, so, you know. As a house person, man, as a person that, that, you know, grew up on the house scene, this is something that I, I, I always feel like I should speak on. So, my entire beginning of actual clubbing in New York, of course, I was going to the hip hop clubs. But then shit is violent. Like I used like shit was violent. I used to go to this club called Home Base, and the shit you would see at and during the party at Home Base is ridiculous. It was just violent. You know, it was just toxic masculinity, violent bullshit. Right. But then let's say I go over down the street to Mars or the Muse where they're playing house music. They're playing house music and people are getting down. And I would say 70% of the audience is gay. And maybe two or three of them are trans. Definitely at the door, there was a trans woman letting folks in, like, you're not coming in. Thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How do you I, I don't see like for that? Shirt. I have no rebuttal. I'm just like, ah, I don't like your shirt. You're not yeah, coming in. Nah, so nah. <laughs> That's how it was. That's how it was for us, you know? And then, you know, but that was them claiming their space. Like, this is our space. We have no other space but this. This is our space. But once you did get past that guard at the door and you got in, there was literally nothing but love. Mm -hmm. The toxic masculinity that you left at the other club didn't exist there. It was nothing but welcome. You know, every once in a while, you're like, yo, get off me. I'm not gay. Leave me alone. Right? (laughs) 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 But the other stuff just wasn't there so it 
for me, that world, especially as a house lover, and you know, there's a lot of us hip hop folks that front like you don't like house because you think yo that shit's gay, son. I don't like house, son. That shit's gay. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I know a lot of them that front, and especially the from club. the uh, kind of older era as well. Yeah, especially like, from mostly. the old era. Well, mostly like 80s, 90s cats definitely oh going to be like, gay. Just dancing. House is actually black, dude. It's, it's, right. it's black music. Um, house is disco's revenge. And if you don't know anything about like the uh, destruction of the purposeful destruction of disco, which is the purposeful destruction of black music, house came back in and reclaimed that particular space. And it is it house is black music reclaiming its spot. It became this worldwide phenomenon that you cannot, you cannot deny. It is in literally every single space of the music in this world right now. Mm. And it's funny that that came off of the gay, black, and Latino, or Latinx, as we. I'm hearing, I'm hearing more, seen. more and more Latinx people say that we don't need to use Latinx. All I right. make the distinction because I was told it was a proper thing to do, but you know. Hey, man, look, just like people, I don't want people to call me nigga. If you want me to call you Latinx, I call you Latinx. Yeah. If you want me to call you Latino, right. I'll call you Latino. Word. I mean, to me, it's quite simple. It's like if I tell you my name is Mega, don't call me some other shit, right? <laughs> like if you tell me that like you are a he or a she or a they, like. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to just call you Dave because I'm feeling a type of way. <laughs> and all the white people I know are named Dave. My name doesn't even start with a D. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine just going up to people and calling them whatever you wanted to call them. Like, it, for oh, me, it's that that's simple. That's the story of if my you, life. If you oh tell my, me what right? to call you, boom. I'll just call you. I got too many weird pronunciations in my name. I got called Charlie, Chucky. <laughs> chalice. Oh, wow. Chalice. chalice. I mean, you got to get chalice. Chalice. Chalice, chalice a lot. Yeah. Chalice like, sounds fancy, though. That's why I just try to freak like, it and make you feel good. Hey, Chalice. <laughs> chalice. Chalice. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we all know the vibes. Would you, like, that? That I wanted to get more into the house uh, community conversation in the second part of the podcast, but do, do you think that there is a difference between um, the, the house community out here and the hip-hop community out here and, and how they perceive black people? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Next question. No, no please, please, no. please expand on um, that. A let me bit. expand on it. Um, it's about the product, right? The product is the product. Yeah. So I feel like the hip hop community seems sees us as a product, the product that uh, built hip hop, right? I see the house community seems us sees black people as the exact same product, but a different brand. Mm. And that's it. That's mm. absolutely it so if you speak to people on the house scene here about what our situation was mm -hmm. or without it, especially black gay and uh latino gay and trans and lgbtq situation in the states they have almost no idea mm. they but they can tell you who made this track they can tell you <coughs> what uh, equipment was used where it was pressed how many releases it was but they can't tell you any of the stories of the people people right and that's the same thing in the hip-hop world i mean come on the knowledge of the product is amazing here amazing the knowledge yeah. of the product but they're, the they're, knowledge of the people right not so much yeah you could dig a lot of records but you might not 
understand shit about the conditions that exactly. it grows from. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's a, again, like I said before, it's a, like, again, uh, like I said before, it's a matter of how many interactions they have with us right. day to day, yeah. which well, isn't that much. I don't know if I rock but, with that uh, excuse. I no, mean, this it's, is it's not to say an excuse. I'm just saying, uh, sorry. It's <laughs> not to, to make it as an excuse. It's more of to just, uh, to just kind of know that that is an issue it, yeah. that applies to the reasoning behind the lack of understanding. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? I think excuse is probably There's the wrong many word. Many layers for me to, use, to it, but I it, it is that it is, is a reason. One. Well, you know, when I was growing up, like we wanted to be b boys, and there wasn't a thousand b boys in our community. What we had to do is we had to reach out, we had to find other b boys, get educated by them, do our own research, and find out where like. Ken Swift was not a thing when I started breaking. Ken Swift was not even at a resurgence level. He so wasn't showing up. You know what I mean? But but I, the reason that Ken Swift is one of my personal favorites is because I went back and I did the knowledge because that was what you were supposed to do when you joined hip-hop. Hip-hop was a participatory culture that had an oral history because the Source magazine ain't lay out everything for us. So I went to, I would back in the day, I would go to Terry to find out the ethics and the morals and the positions that I should have. And I feel like even with black youth in America today who are making hip-hop music, they're failing to learn about the culture too. So it's, it's a function of them uh, a, a willingness to be ignorant about it because they don't think that it has to be something they See, understand. I, I got to push back about the youth in the States today failing to understand. I think what they're going through is the first stages of what you went through. Right? And then that comes later. They're living the life. They're living it. They're living it currently. Yeah. So uh, you don't quite research yourself. Right. right, and if you're talking about hip hop, this is who th these kids are. Mm -hmm. Hip hop, they're not researching themselves. And even even for myself, when I was growing up, I wasn't researching nobody. Look, I knew who Ken Swift was. I knew who Wiggs was. Oh, we I knew didn't who have, all these yeah. people were right. But I was too busy doing me. Right, right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I wasn't researching myself. And then later, as I got older, I was like, Yo, right. these people are the why a reason why I'm here now. I've told my story, so. Now that I've told my story, I need to go back, learn their story, and tell their story and how it led to my story. And I think that's what the kids today are doing because I have a lot, like, I, I know a lot of the kids that are doing the light feet in the, in the uh, light feet movement in New York City. And these kids, for a while, they weren't trying to hear Elite Force. They were like, fuck these guys. Who are these old men? But now you speak to their elders and they're like, yeah these dudes are part of the reason why we're here mm. and it, 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 that's the cycle it's the young lion to the older lion i think it's lion, also like the distinction i'm also making is a difference between what i consider hip-hop culture and what i consider commercial rap and commercial commercial music like commercial pop i just say pop rap because i, I see it as distinctly Plap. yeah Blap. Uh, it, Blap. I, I see it distinctly different than than what I consider hip hop culture. So, mm, I mean, yeah, it, that, that, it, it comes from a different place. If if your only interactions with hip hop come from you listening to what you are told is hip hop on the radio and what the little tag says at the record store, then you consider that hip hop. So, guys like you know Yin Yang Twins and whoever is making this shit, Wait, it's disconnected from the four element lionized hip hop. 
that that I come up on. So back when I I, w- I think I'm the last of that generation. My my generation is the last of the four element hip hop kids. Two thousand and one. It's all gone by then. Yeah, <laughs> because, pretty much. Because cause Wait, at, at the there? change of 97, like four years later, that's that's kind of it. I'm trying to think of 2001. Oh, I was in middle school, so like... 50 sorry. Cent is going to walk out, out the room Hot Boys. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, when they all came out, that's when I, when when sure, all of them came school. out. Yeah, I was like, that was... How old are you, Shoyce? I mean, I that's the wrong thing to be asking. <laughs> Let's go ahead and cut Whatever, that man. In this day and age of equality, you proud. need to be age. able to ask someone their age. I don't age. trip on it. I don't trip on 32. it 32. Look at you. You oh, such 32? a baby. You such a baby. I got sneakers older than you. I, I legit have a t-shirt in the closet right now. It's like, be like your little brother. Yeah, that thing is, it's not as in good condition as you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. By it the way, strange. yo, straight up, yo, Shalise, yo, these fucking glasses are killing me. I love them. They're so awesome, aren't they? <laughs> I got them from Harajuku. Those glasses oh my God. are banging. They're dumb. way too big for my face. <laughs> those, those fucking no, they look dumb. good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I've been doing recently, man? What one thing that's dope is with the mask on. I kind of haven't been cutting my nose hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, people don't understand. Like this is the first defense against allergies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the first defense. So when I clip my nose hair, I'll be sneezing, right? Yeah. But now that I got them coming out, I'm just letting them lock up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Real natural. Now that they're coming out, I feel like it's better. I mean, people could see it like it'd be just like, "Yo, what up?" It look like they look like one of Terry's dreads just <laughs> chilling out of my nose. But it's it, I haven't had allergies this year. Yo, so, another you know, another good thing about Corona is. You know, sometimes you might have a little funky breath. Now you know because you got that oh, mask man. on. Exactly. That shit, the bounce back go yeah. right back to yeah. your nose. You're, You're like, like, oh, shit. Today. I need a, I need a, I need I, a mint. Not going to lie. It's like. <laughs> Drank it, too much coffee. I hadn't, been, I hadn't been to the dentist in like two years for a cleaning, right? Uh, Which is longer than it ever should be. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I brush my teeth. I put the mask on. I'm like, do I got halitosis? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Shit don't smell, you know, so minty fresh already. All I have is a cup of coffee. But you know yeah. what I mean? You got to clean the plaque out. Uh, <laughs> what what, what, what I'm talking out. about is like practicing self-care. <laughs> <laughs> like make sure to take care of yourself. The, time, the times is real crazy the right now. The times is real crazy. The times Yo, are real crazy. So I'm going to take your role for a second. What's the craziest shit that's happened to you guys doing this corona shit? What's the craziest oh, shit you've experienced on this corona shit? Man... Like the most life impacting, like what the fuck? I've had a lot. I've had friends that have just died during this shit, man. Like I got news this morning that I got news yesterday that my old business partner died, and I got Damn. news this morning that my so my good sorry. homie died yeah. too, man. Wow. And and uh, like with these two deaths, I'm not positive that they're coronavirus related yet, but yo, like one thing that's impacted me is that, and it's not crazy, but yo, like I got mad people that I care about in this world. And that circle extends beyond my eyesight and my arm's reach. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, to just kind of see everybody in this together and struggling and, and the all types of fallout, it just reminds me that it's a real us <laughs> in my community versus them mentality. I, I feel like my convictions, uh, my political convictions have been strengthened mm-hmm. this year in a way that they 
I've been I've been a, a socialist. I've been a communist for a long time. But this year, I am angry about the shit. Yeah. yeah this year, I'm angry to be about it. I'm I just so see, over it. I see so systems over. failing us. I see systems killing us. I see people buying into a system that they don't understand and and contributing to the failures of said system. And I'm I'm, I'm very much more interested in poking people in the chest and asking them why they carry their ideologies right now. Bang. I'm angry, dog angry and so that's been the craziest thing for me is it i feel like i can't just nonchalantly be like well that's the way this shit goes motherfuckers is stupid i've been right my whole life like you know like <laughs> I, 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 I really now i I'm, I'm like hold on dog like i understand where you're coming from let's build on that and yeah. so I, i've almost reverted back to my childhood being god body where it's not just have a conversation it's like oh hold on now i have to actually destroy this idea that you have real quick and i know we friends and it might make you feel away but we got to destroy this yeah. joint mm -hmm. that you got going on right wait, now wait wait I'm, I'm taking your position still hold on i'm taking your position so naomi what's the craziest shit that boom <laughs> i'm sorry i don't really have any crazy shit <laughs> <laughs> but i i got uh not coronavirus but i got uh i i had a fever few days ago and i had a nolo virus <laughs> during okay. the corona uh times right. so i got to uh i got to disease but not corona <laughs> <laughs> but i i, mm. I faced a bad thing yeah and it's funny because right before <laughs> corona is just like oh and fuck i'm sick and that's yeah. it yeah know? now yeah, somebody's so sniffling i'm like Targa. you when she said that, i was like terry why you bring her yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> why you bring her dark <laughs> So people people don't want to touch me and then take PCR test as yeah. soon as possible. But this is not it's it's obvious it's obviously not the corona <laughs> symptom. Yeah. So chill, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> when she said, yeah. "I'll look at her." <laughs> I see somebody talking about days? some allergies, just yeah. sneezing, oh, right, right. Yeah. and I'm like, "Uh-uh, bitch, get out of my house! Yeah. Who are you over here sneezing? Right. Out, out immediately!" <laughs> I don't yeah. care if it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Get yeah. out. Oh, go on though. Let me hear more about people being at your place at two o'clock in the morning. Dun, I don't know what you're talking dun, about. Dun. It's been rough out here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't understand the psychological <laughs> shit I've been going through. <laughs> you having a hard time finding male suitors? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. I like I've been on like th I've been on how many dates this week? Wow. Get it, girl. Like Yo. Four or five. Shit, I mean, I'm more worried up. about you than Naomi than if you're just <laughs> encountering strangers. Know, right? Who knows? Well, first of all, this uh, is just because we go on a date doesn't mean no. I'm but you, that, yeah, but I mean, you see, they used to be like that with with HIV and AIDS. It used to be like that. Now it's like just because we go on a date doesn't mean I breathe on. Uh, actually, yeah, I do yeah. breathe on you. <laughs> That's what that is. Now. You talk in my general direction. <laughs> I am at risk. If I can, if I can delve into a little like a, a goon perspective here for a minute, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> we are so. You've been dating black men, Japanese oh, men. Like, What's up? Well, for a long time, I thought you only like real light cats. Oh, he's just talking about. I was, was getting well, well, I remember you talking about you was dating like some Hungarian supermodel or some shit, and I just imagined wow. that he was not a brother. Hey, look, see, this is what I'm gonna say. Wait, can I can I say something? I'm sorry, Shalice. I'm yeah. sorry. If I was single, 
I would date that Hungarian supermodel. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm not tripping on it, but for uh, uh, this is, I've always been curious because like Shalise has been in relationships with Japanese men, and um, that's that's not something that happens a lot in the states. Because all the black mm-hmm. dudes get caught first. Caught with I'm what? just slow. Right. Them oh, Japanese girls snatch them up so mm, quick. I'm like, right. damn, I ain't even get a chance to look. Mm, right. And then I get mad. And so I'm just <laughs> like, well, I'll take that one. <laughs> uh, you say Naomi's responsible for these type Not of problems? Naomi's <laughs> 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 Look at me trying to turn these women against each other. Like, so Naomi's taking on a man? <laughs> no, mm. no, no. But um, no, it's just, it's a matter of, I think it's just a matter of where I hang out. You know, like I'm always in Rhythm Cafe because it's right by my job. You know mm. what I mean? I'm a person of convenience. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like searching for shit. Mm. Like, <laughs> that's what that's you know. That's how Bill Clinton got caught up. He just ducked his head out the window. Was like, uh, you over there? You over there? The titties. What's up? I got yeah. this thing under my desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit. What Am I, I gonna get in trouble wrong. for that? <laughs> I mean. I don't want to contribute to that. <laughs> After I brought it up, and shit, like, right. just cut out my part and incriminate Terry. Yo, uh, no, it's just people. I don't know what happened. Just suddenly, everybody's interested. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> you, saying, you saying you got the juice right now? Apparently, I got some kind of aura that everybody's trying to snack on. Well, you wearing <laughs> a little, like, you wearing a little shorts like that everywhere too? Because I mean, that might be. That I might, can't. I <laughs> yeah. That might contribute. I know the vibes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't I help you it. You know, yo, if I was a, a dude and wore those shorts in the if those the little house clubs used to be at, and the, and the host of the show was a woman, she'd probably like go put some fucking pants on. <laughs> <laughs> nobody want to see my hairy thighs. <laughs> like, nobody want to see this. You might get some yeah. ball slippage out of yeah. there. Oh, <laughs> ball slippage. Shit, man. Uh, that I feel like a scary movie. <laughs> I thought you liked scary movies. I love that movie. I'm trying to show you a little black Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there, man. Oh my god. Chucky wouldn't work in the hood. It wouldn't work. <laughs> no, you ain't never like, seen uh, Leprechaun in the hood? Up. Leprechaun in the hood? I, I, I thought that was the dumbest it's shit. A classic. In the world. I love that movie. It got iced tea in it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the god iced tea. Doing real work. <laughs> I'm serious. Yo, I'm serious. Watch Leprechaun, Leprechaun Hood. He, he, he fucking raps. <laughs> and it's played like the Leprechaun is the same cat that played Willow. Yeah, he got I, bars, though. I cannot. <laughs> I got to watch it today. Oh. I have to watch it today. Yo, oh, don't say it. I mean, shit. is it a hood classic? I don't know. But it might be. It might be. It might be a hood Look, classic. Look, what it is, it's a weed classic. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that that's what they were going for. They're like, cats that watch this are high. Yo, let's just lean into here's a, it. Here's a good question. Do you think marijuana will ever be legalized in Japan? I hope so. Yes. God. Yes. I think I think marijuana will be legalized in Japan before black people are. Ooh, you get the bump Damn. for that. Damn. You know why? You know why? It's because I think that at a certain point when mental health becomes such an issue out here, yeah. even more in the youth grow up and they see the problems with these things they're going to look back to homeopathic treatments because they love that yeah, shit from yeah. china in the first place i mean marijuana only became illegal a few decades ago here in japan they used to have uh from what i understand and terry you could probably speak to it and you too now i mean you've been here for your whole life i heard they used to be able to just buy psilocybin mushrooms out of like yeah, vending machines yeah, 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 yeah. like 10 15 mm-hmm. years yeah. ago Yo, you we can, can walk down the street in rapungi and just talk to any uh, at that time the people that were out in the streets selling them were Israeli mm. 
All the Israeli cats used to sell yeah. mushrooms, and they're like, "These are magic mushrooms that make you happy." And I'm yeah. like, so I'm we'll with you. we'll <laughs> have we'll have weed before we have black people just able to rent a spot. So, uh, how long? In how long do you think? Well, that's my question for you. Like, do you think? Um, do you think that there is actionable politics that we can take here? I don't know. Can we rally the Japanese community to start voting for the right things? Yeah, but I, I. I don't really think maybe at least more than five years you have to wait for it. Yeah. Or oh, 10. definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it'll be closer to twenty. But yeah, I think twenty. Unless be, unless there's like international I'll black liberation. I think I really think yeah. that internationally it's starting to pick up speed, especially once it became legal in Seattle and Colorado, and they see in California, and they're seeing kind of right. how that's help the economy yeah, in absolutely. a huge way. It'll be an economic move. Yeah. Right. It Basically, Japan follows. United yeah, States. Right. So once so once all fifty, once all fifty yeah. states get it, Japan will be the fifty first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like all right, right we we'll do it now. Yeah, yeah we'll do it now. I, I believe that, and I think I Japan really will be a much happier place. Look, mm. look at how much money they'll make from taxes from that just alone. And yeah. you said that weed will be legal before black folks. That I one hundred and ten percent agree with you. However, black folks will be used to sell that product. Oh, you're going to see, <laughs> what's the name of old boy to be on a soft bank commercial? He's going to hit the turnaround with a little pot. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Buy this Suntory cannabis. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is going to be the I perfect mean, they're making moves. I mean, CBD has become quite prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just like a gateway. Right. <laughs> it's I a think gateway. Youth culture is, I, I know a lot of cats out here that smoke trees. And I'll say that openly Shh. on a podcast. I know a lot of, and you know who it'd be? It'd be Japanese cats. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Japanese cats. I don't know where they get it. I don't know who their connection is, but I just know what it smells Jeez. like, and I know when I can see it. I, I know everywhere. that I can't smoke with them because I know that the police are looking for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gotten offers to smoke with them a lot of times, and I always say no because, you know, the police will roll up, and they won't catch you. They'll catch me. Hmm. Yeah. Yo, Naomi, what do you think about uh, Governor Koike? Um, I met her once. I oh, you, well, yeah. how? Uh, she was at the daycare. Uh, they like Ike Bukuro is kind of one of her projects, right? So she's mm-hmm. putting a lot of money into this community to make it an international arts and culture community mm-hmm. that focuses on diversity. My wife used to work for the city office and do exactly that. So they opened up. What they're trying to do is a no waiting list for mothers, mm-hmm. working mothers here in in japan and so cbd um so there so there's almost no waiting for children mm-hmm. here to get in daycares unlike other wards like bunkyoku 85 people applied seven people got into daycare centers in my neighborhood my wow. old neighborhood, which is crazy that's why we moved to ikebukuro because boom but she opened up a daycare center right here by the station and that's the daycare my daughter was going to Mm -hmm. so they had a press conference and news team came there when they opened it up so i was in the room with her and i was the only non asian person Mm -hmm. i think there was like another chinese family or two because it's a chinese community but i was i was parts of you that are asian (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah definitely definitely my eyes i get a little bit you know what i mean but um but yeah so i was the only i was the only person in there who had like melanin (laughs) <laughs> a, a decent amount. A, a person that wouldn't need mm-hmm. uh, suntan lotion to go to the beach, <laughs> if I can say that, right? I don't need that. But, but man, she, her f- smile is fucking fake as hell. 
Oh, yeah. and she's a politician though, so it'd yeah, be yeah, like yeah. that. But I'm I'm asking you because I've been trying to do the knowledge on the different political parties here in Japan, and, and I've been studying that more closely. Yeah. So I'm wondering what you think about her, and also what political party are you most closely associated oh. with? This is a weird thing for Japanese people, right? You guys don't really. <laughs> you fuck I, with the Communist Party? I went. I went to. I went to the election for the. The government. Uh, eh? Well, that, that's right. Yeah, you went to yeah. the, to vote. Yeah. To okay. And I was, I was, I didn't vote for Koike, but I was disappointed the percentage of the voting rate for my age, mm. because a lot of people I saw on on social media, many people seems like going to the going to voting, but uh, apparently the percentage is not like w- that was it like 10 percent of your age group or something um i forgot the percentage but the pretty low yeah pretty low and and i i so koike failed a lot of things she yeah. a- she achieved many things but the most of things she uh, put as her as her purpose target yeah it's failed yeah, yeah agenda yeah mm. so i i don't know uh but the majority of the, the people tend to just 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 vote for the for the keep it just remain the same. same yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty common, so, right? Yeah, that's not good. I'm still <laughs> I'm still doing a lot of uh, a lot of research on it, and I don't even remember all the names of the parties. But yo. The political system out here in Japan is wild. It is I much different. Even, wild? I it's wild. It's, it's to much tap different. Into it. I have no idea what's happening yeah. to my life. It's here. much different <laughs> than the states. <laughs> I'm oblivious. Yeah. Well, like, you know, why we, can't I do this now? We can't do anything about it in the first <laughs> place, but but it is it is wildly different than the United States political system. Like even just being a prime minister just functions different than a president. So, but yeah, I advise everybody to do the knowledge and then educate yourself on those type of things. What, before we end this segment, what is next for Black Lives for Japan? What do, what do you guys got next on the on the table? Japan for Black Lives. Japan for Black Lives. Black Lives for Japan. So we are planning uh, plenty of things in the future. And do you think can I talk? Yeah, 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 so we're gonna have uh, actually <laughs> we're gonna have an MC battle. Mm. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Can you, you can you explain? explain? Okay, yeah. So <coughs> Harlem, Club oh yeah, Harlem. I've heard of this place. Approached me. Oh, um, word. Can I can I go into it? Yeah, please. Bit? I don't know if we have time. So Club Harlem, through Congo, DJ Congo, my man, what's up, brother? Approached me uh, a few months ago about doing uh, Japan, uh, a Black Lives Matter. Focused event, <coughs> and um, after during the first meeting, of course, I let them know exactly what I was feeling. Like, hey, you know, you guys are the club that most black foreigners will look at and right. say, hey, isn't this the club that doesn't let black people in, even though their name is their name after the black renaissance right and <laughs> they only play black music mm. yeah so i told them that and that's you know, a that's a problem uh, a lot of people have voiced that opinion yeah yeah a lot of people right <sighs> even some of my crew members right. when the people at the door didn't know who they were 
So with that said, you know, a lot of heads were hung and I told them, and I also told them that there will be no like branding for Harlem. Like you can't say like, this is a Harlem brand type of event. Mm. So just trying to keep it as uh, focused on the situation as possible. So they asked me to come up with the cause and uh, the event that I wanted to do. So the cause that I chose, something that I could see realistically where the money was going to, I didn't go through the uh, Black Lives Matter Foundation because that money would get filtered and filtered and filtered and sometimes it doesn't go to where you want it to go. So I chose this cause that I know that worked because I have some family members that actually had to use it right. and it's the Legal Aid Society in right. New York City. Bet. Yeah, so I chose to go to the legal, like to to send the money to Legal Aid Society for black and brown and uh, poor people right. who don't often get uh, the right counseling. Right. That's where I, I, that's actually where I donated uh, to uh, after the George Floyd murders because oh. Black Lives Matter is a hashtag yeah. and there's a lot of Black Lives Matter fronts yep. and mm. who knows where that money goes. Exactly. So I, I vote, I put mine in a place where and that's exactly what I explained. That's a smart like move. You don't know where the money's going. Yeah, power so move. I chose a rap battle, and I'm sorry for the, all the Japanese MCs, but right now rap battles are what in in the community of Black arts what's moving the most. Yeah, it's the most popular yeah. expression of hip hop in for Japanese people here yeah. right now. I would say mm -hmm. so it gets the most uh, media exposure. It's yeah. on TV. It's kids love it. Yeah, it, and it's the kind of it'll bring in the most money for the cause that I'm shooting for. <clears throat> so so far people that are involved with the project is zebra uh a witch um afra, you should, afra. and i'll just leave the list yeah those you guys should get mayso involved too Meso, he's a pretty established cat. Been oh, on yeah. Crush Yo, albums. Buddha is also involved. Okay, bet. Yeah, I hope he Buddha. is. He Buddha's better involved. be there. He should be. Yeah, but <laughs> Meso <laughs> used to he used to battle too. But he's uh like Japanese, grew up in Hawaii. Some he works a lot with a lot of those cats. But he was on DJ Crush's last album and cool. shit. So he's 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 dope. If he's you guys, in Japan now. Yeah, yeah, he lives oh, out cool. here. I think he lives uh like near Machida actually, maybe. So. Wow. But yeah, Everybody he's a lives you know he does. He, he does a he used to do a lot of work with Kaigen who was kind of big and used to be a part of fake for Japan mm. the the stateside label um, but yeah yeah um, so if you guys want me to reach yeah. out if you're looking for people uh, I'm so sure he'd be down he's he's well so it's an actual rap battle uh, and we have judges and then on the side of that we have this exhibition battle event which is the MC the beat maker and the dancer. I'm calling it the reunion event, the reunion okay. battle. And we take uh, beat makers, MCs, and dancers, and they don't know who they're going to be working with, and they mm. have to battle as a team. Oh, word. One each. They have to battle as a team, and they pick a card that has a color, and they have to go on that color side. They have no idea who they're oh, working with. Oh, that sounds with, fun. They have to, they oh, have that to freestyle. Really the beat makers, of course, his beats are done. The dancer has to do his thing. And... Yeah, that's just part of the exhibition. Mm. So that's going to happen <coughs> on September 26th, and it's going to be a web event. It's oh, on the internet? Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, are you guys going to have it at a place? We're going to have it inside Harlem. 
so there's no no viewers can come okay. so only the contestants and people involved will be there you can only watch it online oh that's dope and it's yeah it's gonna be yeah keep we'll, me we'll keep me posted on that so i can sure. promote it on on the page and through the podcast and, everything, for sure. and the battle is called break the silence break silence break the silence yeah like that, that is that is a very amazing yeah. <laughs> no, that actually sounds great <laughs> i, I love i love to see it and i think what you're what, what you're both doing um to raise awareness and and make more available resources for people who would like to be educated is of the utmost importance so if there yeah. uh, of, of course you know like terry you know i'm always here to to try to help you guys rock and and yeah. better all of your endeavors so if there's anything i can do in that regard keep me posted um but yeah man brother you know we want you down yeah all day that's uh, i feel like i'm starting to become like uh the kevin bacon of, of hip-hop community out here <laughs> with like, only two like, degrees right what with with only th- well, yeah with just fewer degrees of connections because i'd be like knowing people that know people that know people so uh yeah let's do some social media type yeah, of stuff yeah. and then we'll yeah. take a break and we'll we'll come back and that next episode will come out on tuesday and that'll be the music share so social media let's start with my lovely co-host chalice no uh, <laughs> aphrodite media. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Afro, A-F-R-O-D-Y-T-Y. You can find me on Instagram. And your music is that? And my music is on Spotify and Apple Music currently. And sometimes mm-hmm. it pops. It's on Instagram, too, if you find it. If you wanna play so it. We, we check Aphrodite, <laughs> the same thing on Instagram. And it's Apple the music. same thing on Instagram, Jeez. Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't do Twitter because it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese what? people really like Twitter. I yeah. hate Twitter. I'm just like... <laughs> Oh my what? God! For some reason, <laughs> it's like I gotta read all of these posts. It's writing. Yo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, my my social media is just Fab Five Tokyo everywhere. You, you, you can easily find it. And Japan for Black Lives is JP for Black Lives on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, website is japanforblacklives.jp. You can check it. JP. JP. Uh, well, <coughs> right now I am kind of doing a few things. One thing that I'm doing on Facebook and on Mixcloud is World Living Room Radio. Mm. Uh, it is a collective of DJs from all over the world, and we just kind of play under the same banner. I started that after the covid man- madness and you know djs had not nowhere to play and everybody's playing did you start that all, yeah oh that's you yeah okay no shit i mean i knew you were part of it tag kaz yeah. uh, i saw like was phonics yep yeah yeah okay i didn't know that was you that started that yep okay tight so uh man we have uh a lot of folks from really from all over the world and we just we just rock throughout the week we have djs from brazil from Norway, France, New York, LA, uh, Australia, and so on. Yeah. So we do that out a week. And on Facebook, it's World Living Room Radio. And on Mixcloud, it's also World Living Room Radio. Instagram is the same. And you can find me personally, Brooklyn Terry. Brooklyn Terry EF on Instagram. And Brooklyn Terry is something on Facebook <laughs> Brooklyn Terry something Brooklyn Terry right or something like that on Facebook I think that's the one I find you, know. you many I know. Brooklyn it's, Terry it's, on Facebook it's yeah. crazy um, 
also, of course. Does anybody even course, use Facebook anymore? Yes, I use uh, Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> ageism. <laughs> ageism. <laughs> You're ageism. heavy user of Facebook. Ageism, I scroll through okay. it. I allow myself to scroll through it twice a day. <laughs> it's okay. Twitter is the same thing. Who wants to read that fucking 280 or whatever me, me, characters? Me, me, me. <laughs> um, they moved it up? I, I thought it was 140 know. characters before. I don't before. know how many characters. There's, too, there's not enough characters. That's why I can't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> too much to say. There's too many characters and not enough character. Mm. For real. <laughs> um, and lastly, what was it? What was the last one? The last one is Speakeasy TYO. You know Speakeasy TYO dot official on Instagram. Speakeasy Tokyo on Facebook. You know us. Yeah. You know us. If you live here in Japan, you know who we is. And we don't know, look, I'm going to be real. Right now, we don't know because of corona. We don't know when we're going to be back. Um, we were doing the online party thing, and that shit was a soul sucker. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. a soul sucker. It takes a little bit out of you every party. Like, once you say, yay, thank you, everybody, for coming through. Goodbye. And you stop the music, and you look around, and the entire situation is empty. You really feel like you just want to, like, that one tear <laughs> rolls down <laughs> And you, you're looking at but empty beer bottles. But we did three times we already. Did three times, yep. And it was good. It was successful all three times, but um, it's not easy on your soul. Word. You know, so we, we're going to take a break from that until we can mm. try to come back for real. Word. Yeah. Well, you heard it. Uh, Mega Late Show, episode number 121. Japan for Black Lives. Brooklyn one, two, Terry. One. Naomi. Yep. Aphrodite. We'll be back in a minute. Peace.
I don't know what we should put on in the background. Let me see. Put on WAP. <laughs> put on WAP? No. You don't like it? 